What's up, crew? Welcome to Filming in Progress, the show that takes you backstage into the world of local businesses and the people who make them shine. Our guest today is Ronnie Olstad, a small business owner and partner at 98 Food Co., taking pride in bringing local flavors to the forefront through franchises like Chachi's, DeVille, and Analog Coffee. Beyond his entrepreneurial spirit, Ronnie is a loving husband and father and the co-founder of the Love for Lewiston Foundation, dedicated to raising funds to support the SMA community. Right on, man. Well, thanks so much. I'm excited to have this conversation. Thank you for having me. Where are we? We are in uh, our very newest analog coffee here in Calgary in Bakers Hall. And uh, we're just wrapping up construction and design and getting ready for a grand opening uh, next week. So you guys are one of the first ones to see it. Awesome. Excited to be here. It's, it's really cool to see a store kind of in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, take me back. Uh, wh- what is, what, you know, give me a little bit of a history on who you are, kind of how your come up and, and how you found yourself in your position that you're in today. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that glamorous. Um, started in high school in uh, Jugo Juice and Market Mall, slinging smoothies. And uh, that would have been in 1998. And I was with Jugo through, uh, through high school. And then after high school, kind of branched off, worked at Joey's Restaurants for a couple of years. And um, Jugo brought me back as kind of a corporate trainer. So I started working at their head office in Calgary. And uh, long story short, stayed there for about 10 years. The two gentlemen that started Jugo, um, they sold it. And um, I, I actually ended up staying on a little bit after that with the new company that bought Jugo. Uh, but then eventually... Uh, partnered back up with with the two guys that that started Jugo and 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 here we are today. So really just grinding it out and um, it's really all that I've known. Always in the food and beverage industry was that by default or was that kind of by choice? Um, I I would I mean well it's always a choice right. So I mean but it wasn't a conscious choice. I mean you're in grade ten, you need to be making six bucks an hour so you can pay uh, to take that girl out for a movie. Um, so it wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of decision into it. It's just kind of something I fell into and um, just tried to make the most of, of the opportunity. And it's kind of blossomed into where we are today. Right on. Yeah. And is your, do you have education or background in, in uh, business or did it kind of just fall into your lap? Yeah, no, just uh, kind of learn the hard way, trial and error. Um, not a lot of book smarts in there. It barely made it through grade 12, but um, was happy when it was over. And um yeah, I, you know, I think obviously you got to learn both ways. You need you need book smarts and you need kind of those street smarts to kind of make it all come together. Um, so definitely a lot more street smarts with that, you know, failing, succeeding, failing, trying again, uh, grinding it out. But uh, I've 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 picked up a lot of reading over the years now since I've I've been out of high school, knowing that that is a a nice way to learn. So I always have a, a business book on my bedside or um, I'm always reading something personal development or something that will will help the brands. And was that personal development side always something that was important to you or did it become important based on kind of the role you were in and what you were doing at the time? Um, I'll be honest, it, it probably really jump-started when I met Jess, my wife. She, uh, she was certainly uh, advanced in that area of her life. It was something that was very new for me and, you know, she challenged me. She held me accountable, and I would say my growth curve since me and her have been together 
certainly as far as businesses goes or, or parenting or marriage or just life itself has, has really been on a, a better trajectory. So I can thank her for that. But since, since she kind of opened my eyes to that and made me conscious of that, um, I've taken it more serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're involved in in two organizations, so an idea food co, as well as uh, the Love for Lewiston Foundation. Yeah, uh, and you're you know you have two kids and, and a, you know a great family and everything going on. I, I'm curious as to how you balance all of these priorities. You know, all of these things take precedence in certain areas and that sort of thing, and they're probably all very demanding of you. Uh, yeah, how do you prioritize? Uh, you know, what what you're going to do every day, and what what does that look like? Yeah. Um... You know, ba- balance is a tough one, but it's an important one. I think there's a lot of people out there that don't believe in balance. They believe just, you know, focusing, you know, on one thing at a time. But I have found that when I follow that model, a lot of the other areas fall off. So so, so I am a big proponent of, of balance. Um, I'm a huge list guy. Um, you know, if you ask anyone that's close to me, they know that, you know, Sunday night, Ronnie's planning his week. Um, you know, I know almost every hour from Monday to Friday, and I'm just wired that way. Like my, my brain is so busy. It's so distracted, um, that I know that if I, if I get up in the morning and I don't have clear direction, I'm just like washed away. So, um, I've really been conscious of that over the years. It's really helped, you know, going into each week with, with a plan. Um, but also knowing your North star, right? You gotta, you, you still have to make sure your priorities are in line. And, um, you know, without a doubt, the kids, and Jessica come first, 100%. There's no questions asked. Um, and then after that, kind of everything falls into line. But with everything going on, you know, you have to prioritize. You have to um, you have to decide what's important and what's not throughout the week. Um, so there's a lot of things that I don't commit to. Probably probably a lot of social events, things like that, where you know I do take the time to focus more at home or or, or on the business. Um, but uh, it is a juggling act. Typically, when I'm at my worst, it's when I'm unbalanced. When I'm at my best, I feel balanced, and and it's taken a lot of years for me to learn that. Um, it's been it's been a frustrating learning curve. Um, I, I I sometimes wish that I could just adapt a little bit easier, uh, more easily. But um, you know, I know that now when when, when I'm in a balanced space, um, and you know, I'm focusing on health and family and business and finances and the home and and my uh, spirituality and everything, um, I'm just, that, I show up better. I'm a better person. I'm a better parent. Um, I'm, I'm a better core worker. Um, and when I'm unbalanced, I can feel it. And that's when when uh, I can feel my health and, and everything just kind of start to, to waver. So um, good question. I, I do take that part of my life very serious. Um, you know, I make sure that it's planned out, um, that it's thoughtful. And, and so far, it's keeping my head above water. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like a big part of, of being super intentional um, with with your time and what you're doing every day uh, comes down to be the ability and comfortable or the ability and being comfortable with uh, saying no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, you know, young entrepreneurs and people in general struggle with saying no because we want the next opportunity. We never know what the next is going to look like. But, well, you know, to be a high functioning individual, that's what it takes. Um, do you feel like that was, that was, came naturally to you or is it something that, that was learned? It definitely not natural. Um, I'm still working on that. I still hit my therapy every few weeks. And one of the common themes in my regular therapy is, is boundaries, how to create healthy boundaries, how to execute on them, 
um, how to be okay with them. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, we were doing this interview 10 years ago. I, I had absolutely no boundaries. Um, and I think that, I think that that really lent to me feeling that unbalanced feeling, right? When you're just being stretched in so many different ways and areas and directions, you just, you don't feel, you don't feel that foundation. Um, so yeah, it really comes down to healthy boundaries for me. It's a, it's a work in progress. Certainly it's not natural. Um, but I, I am getting better at it. Um, I find that it helps when I can kind of slow down the situation and, um, not be so reactionary, you know, have thoughtful responses to each thing. And that way I can still, still make sure that, you know, I don't have to be afraid of hurting anybody's feelings. I don't have to be afraid of saying no to the wrong opportunity. If you if you if you come at it and make sure that you're kind of slowing down the process and you're not so reactionary, you can put in that that extra two minutes to actually think about it and respond the way that you want to respond, so that you're not you don't have regrets, you don't want to go back, you don't want to try to repeat it. Um, and I, and I found that that, that that's helped. Um, but uh, if anybody's a boundaries expert, reach out to me, and uh, I'm sure I can still learn a few things. Awesome. Yeah. It requires being quite uh, level-headed to be able to take that time and do that sort of thing, you know, and I feel like similar to the saying no kind of concept is that everybody's always, always doing that next thing and always busy in, in the work, but they don't give themselves time to kind of reflect and, and improve themselves or become level-headed to be able to show up a hundred percent. I'm curious as to, you know, specifically on the business side, uh, the two organizations, what does your time split look like? And, and what are your, I, I suppose, what are your roles and responsibilities in, in both? In both. Yeah. So the time splits for sure, probably like a 95, five, um, you know, my wife, Jessica obviously has, has managed the foundation. She created it. Uh, she's been more in the day to day than I have been. Um, I'm lucky I get to show up at all the fun events. Um, I don't know if I'm so lucky that I have to dance in a speedo once a year. Um, but you know what? I have fun with it all. It, 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 it's amazing to see the momentum we've had with the foundation, the community, uh, the relationships, the opportunities. It, it's been amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm there for events, the golf tournament, obviously helping out more than some of the other events. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, I would say 95% of my time feeds into 98 Food Co. Um, my role there is essentially to, to, you know, manage the departments, manage the teams. So overseeing operations, marketing, social media, um, finances. The one thing I love about my work is I get to wear so many hats and, you know, I'm not the kind of guy where you can just sit me in a cubicle for eight hours and I can focus on one thing. I would just never be successful in that environment. So I think one thing that's helped me thrive and in, enjoy my work and, and um, have it all come kind of full circle is wearing so many different hats. And to give you an example, like any given day, even today, so today I'm going to have, you know, a management meeting with, with upper management. I'm going to have a marketing meeting. We're doing a podcast. Um, we're trying to open a store. I'm going to be talking to new staff, old staff. Um, that's just all in one day. Like I'm going to be wearing eight different hats today. Um, so it's fun. It's exciting. Um, the, the one thing that I got to be careful of is you don't want to be a jack of all trades where you're not really making an impact anywhere because you're spread too thin. But, um, the role that I'm in today essentially is to oversee those departments. So 
ensuring that I have my, you know, my, my, my points, uh, each day, my contact, um, with kind of each department. And, uh, one thing I love is organization. I kind of touched on, you know, Sunday night is my time to plan out the week. I know all my meetings. I know my meals. I know my workout schedule. I know when I'm spending time with the kids. I know when I'm spending time with Jess. If, if I can structure it that way and go into the week with that foundation and that platform, I nail it. And I'm my best version of myself. When I don't, um, I kind of washed away. So that also lends to it as well. If I, I love that organization part and, um, that really helps me in the role that I'm in today, but essentially a 98 food co, um, that's kind of what I'm doing, uh, day to day. And, uh, it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You, uh, you know, we touched on it a little bit with in, in multiple facets already, but, uh, the idea of um, mental health is so important. And, you know, the, that goes into, obviously, the, your bodily health, so making sure you're working out and that sort of thing. Also, your your Sunday nights uh, practice and that sort of thing, too. Yeah. Uh, how important is mental health? It's it's obviously an increasing, um, increasingly talked about subject, especially in men and uh, in, in CEOs and ownership level. Yeah. Um, how important is that and how do you make sure that you're showing up, you know, to the best of your ability every day in, in that regard? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very important. It's obviously, you know, our generation, obviously finally getting some awareness, just tip of the iceberg, long way to go. I, I hope that our kids, um, it's just a, a mainstream thing that it, 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 people, everybody's working on it by then. Um, we're not there yet, but it, it's nice that there's finally some conversations happening. Um, you know, my, my childhood, so my birth dad, uh, he passed away when I was nine in a, in a really tragic accident. Um, he was also quite famous. He was a, a famous horse jockey, rode in the Kentucky Derby and, um, had, had an amazing career and, uh, had a very tragic ending to his life. And then kind of fast forward, um, you know, that kind of lent to, he also had a very colorful lifestyle. And I think going through my high school years, um, you know, one way that I felt really connected to him was through pushing the limits. So alcohol started into drugs, um, by my early twenties, um, was not in good shape. And that's actually how Jessica and I, um, kind of started our relationship together was I was finally down rock bottom. I had just experienced a, a drug overdose, um, on Valentine's day in 2010. And, uh, that, that was my, that was my rock bottom. And my mental health at that point in my life, um, I would say was about a one out of 10, um, you know, everything from anxiety to hopelessness, to guilt, to shame. I just felt it all the, the just all the negative emotion. It was so heavy. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I promised myself I'd do everything I could not to ever feel like I did the day after my overdose, that that feeling that I felt that next day, I don't ever want to experience that again. And, um, so I would say that's when I, I first started. So I was 2010, I would have been, um, I would have been 25 at the time. That's kind of probably when I started my mental health journey. Um, still continues today. Obviously, you knew our story from the last decade. Um, not long after my, my overdose, um, my second dad passed away in a tragic accident, um, on Christmas. Um, but, but, the inter interesting thing with that is I, I had a couple tools by that, right? I, I had some, co a couple tools coming out of the overdose. Um, 
that made it so that it wasn't so catastrophic to my life. I was able to keep the balls in the air. Two years later, we lose our first son, Lewiston, um, to spinal muscular atrophy. And that was, uh, that was a real punch in the gut. Um, I mean, you, you know, our family's story, um, it was very, very hard for Jessica, Jessica and I to endure. But again, through the overdose, through my dad's passing, through therapy, you get a couple more tools, um, your faith, spirituality, which I didn't have before my overdose helps with, 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 uh, traumas and, and tragic events. So, you know, that, that, all those life events, you know, I feel like it's for whatever reason, it, it kept, um, kept pushing me to, to get to a point where I could feel like my mental health was in a healthy spot. Um, but you know, as soon as you, you stop focusing on it, you can start to slide again. And I know that I'm sensitive to that. I know that that's the way that I'm created. Um, and so, you know, we got through Lewiston's passing. We kept our head above water. We started the foundation. The businesses were growing. We continued to grow our, our family with little Hollis. And, um, you know, maybe I, I start, stopped working on it a little bit. And I kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch last fall. And, you know, it, it hit me fast that um, this, isn't, this isn't something, Ronnie, that you can just cross off your list. Like mental health is not a, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Now I'm good to go. It's a wake up in the morning, you know, work on your brain health, take the supplements, exercise, talk about things, do regular therapy, have good, solid relationships in your life, um, get good sleep. You got to do that all day. And then you got to wake up the next day and then you got to do all that again. But the, how it starts getting easier is when all those become habits, you just kind of get that emotion. And then, you know, I have something that I've printed off and it's called my daily happy habits. And it's a chart, it's a chart of about 12 things. And I have one on my desk. I have one at home. I have one in my workbook. I have an email, uh, when I open up my email inbox and I just go through those things. I know that if I nail all these things each and every day, I go to bed at night, I'm happy. I feel balanced. I feel good. I got the balls going in the air and not that I feel invincible like I did in my early twenties, but I feel a level headed. I feel happy. I feel ready to attack the day. Um, so that's, it's taken a while to learn that, that it's a daily thing. Um, but I'm getting, I'm getting better at it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting that you know it's it's the preventative measures that really make a huge difference obviously but that being said i know it's it's also kind of like a roller coaster there's ups and downs of mental health right i'm curious do you have are you able to identify when you know one of those kind of down periods is coming um y yes and no i think that um if if i if i said yes i'd be saying that i would be able to identify them soon enough that i would never have a dip right? But you were just at our golf tournament uh, two months ago. So we come out of summertime, you have tons of fun over the summer. There's not a lot of routine. You're not in your strong habits. We got, we had awesome family trips. We're going places. We're here, we're there. That led into the golf tournament, which is a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Um, obviously, you know, that's kind of like the pinnacle. We have tons of family that come in for that. So now me and Jess entertain for a few nights in a row um, after it. And I had to leave out of town on work on that following Monday. And, um, you know, it just hit me. It just hit me again, like the, you know, harder to control thoughts, not sleeping as good, 
Um, you know, alcohol has been involved. So now you're feeling a little bit depleted. You don't take your supplements those four days because you're on a high, you're having fun, you're high five and you're, 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 you're riding the wave. And then sooner or later, you know, Monday rolls around or that, 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 that day is going to roll around. Um, but like I touched on, I, I feel like I do have some tools now that, that doesn't let me stay too low. I have the habits built that by Tuesday, okay, let's get back to the checklist. And by Thursday, you're balanced again. So 10 years ago, an episode like that would probably wipe me out for a few weeks. Now it's maybe a couple bad days or a couple tired days or a couple days where I feel like I'm not executing at a hundred percent. Um, but then you can spin back out of it. So, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I can feel it when it's coming. I, I, you know, that kind of ties back to boundaries, right? You want to be on top of the world. Um, I love that feeling. That's me and Jess's personalities. Um, but I also need to know that I can't run at that pace especially trying to keep up with her because she just never seems to have the dips that I do. Um, she's, she, for whatever reason, she's just wired different. And I know that, that, that I'm wired differently than her. So when those kind of, you know, life episodes come up, got to put boundaries in place, got to maybe don't go straight right to the mountaintop, maybe just hang around this second highest cliff. And then that way you don't fall right off. Right. So I'm still learning that I'm, I'm, I'm navigating that. Um, that's hard for me to do because of my personality. I like to be all in. Um, I think you guys know, um, but I know that uh, sometimes I got to pull back on the reins a little bit and just make sure I kind of ride it out smooth. Awesome. Yeah. You mentioned in there, um, relationships is obviously super crucial uh, all the time. doesn't matter when it is. Um, and obviously, uh, Jess and yourself obviously have an incredible relationship, but I'm curious also as to uh, during, you know, these hardships and just in life in general, do you have any, uh, what we, you would consider mentors for lack of better term or anything like that? Other people in your life that are just kind of those rocks for you when you need them? Yeah, I would say my, my one rock is probably Jess's dad, uh, Jim. Um, you know, his, his demeanor, his demeanor is like a solid rock. And I know that Jess has, has, has leaned on him a lot in, in her life as well. And, there's just something, something calming about him that when the storms of life are happening, if you have a 15 minute phone call with Jim, um, you just, it's like, you can drop your shoulders again. It's like, he, 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 he just knows how to balance you out, uh, whether he's doing it consciously or not, I'm not sure. Um, but he's, he's kind of that, that spitting image of just that, you know, consistent show up, reliable, constant figure in my life. And with me losing two dads you know, every, every boy wants to be like their dad, right? Every, every boy wants to reach out and, and wants their dad to be their hero. So Jim's definitely taken that place for me. Um, I, I would say that, uh, he's probably the, one of the guys that kind of even me out pretty fast. Um, but that's a good question. You know, as long as, as far as business goes, I mean, obviously my two partners, um, I've worked with them a, a long time. Um, they're, they're not that much older than me. Um, but obviously I've had a lot of life experiences and, and have, uh, you know, gone through a lot of the same things that I have. So, um, there's that mentorship and, um, but yeah, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, I, you know, I, I think that's probably something I still crave. I probably still crave, um, you know, that, uh, that, that life coach or that, that, that one mentor that you maybe meet with, you know, bi-weekly or once a month, um, 
you know, that, that's something that I kind of, I'm on the lookout for. Um, I've tried a few different things in the past. I've tried different groups, um, things like leader impact, core path, um, some, some business groups, but that also kind of have a faith component to it. Um, so it's, but it's more like a group setting. Um, but, um, no, that's, that's something that's going to be on my 2024 goal list is, is finding a, uh, a consistent mentor, uh, who I can kind of lean on maybe through business, some personal stuff. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to work towards that. Yeah. You've mentioned this a couple of times, uh, that you found community through faith. Yeah. Uh, can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously it didn't, didn't, didn't really grow up in, in, in too much of a faith based home. Um, uh, my faith kind of, kind of started or grew when I met Jessica. Jessica grew up, uh, rural Manitoba, uh, kind of Mennonite roots. So very, very strict religion kind of, you know, with, with probably her grandparents that, you know, would have been passed down. Um, and so she kind of had that foundation. Um, I, I was very new to having a faith or believing in anything other than just myself, um, back in, in 2010. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's been, that's been a whole nother ride unto itself. I, I, you know, you, you first, you first, um, learn about it and kind of go all in. Um, but then your son dies and you're just like, ah, you're like, you know, I, come on, I've been praying to you for, for four years now or five years or however long it's been. And like, this was a, this was a real curveball. Or, or something else happens or this happens or even what's going on in the world right now, you know, for, for you to sit and look in the mirror and say with what's going on in, in, in Israel and the Middle East right now, um, and say that, you know, there's a God or there's, there's something else out there, um, that loves us and is in our best interest, but is still letting something like that happen. Right. You know, I'm only human. Um, you know, I, I only have the feelings that I have and, you know, it's, it's been a journey. Um, but it, it's been a, it's been a huge anchor for me. Um, you know, I, I, I don't regret any of it. We're a part of an amazing church in, in Calgary called Experience Church. We go every Sunday. Uh, we absolutely love the pastors, uh, that are there. Um, they've been so supportive. Um, they came in and so our, our first time to Experience Church was actually, uh, one week before Lewiston got his diagnosis. So we had been at, at one church, Jess had been there for a while and she just kind of felt that she needed a change. We tried out a few, we went to experience and, uh, one week before he got a diagnosis. So at this, at this point in time, we thought Lewiston was hundred percent healthy and got the diagnosis, missed a couple weeks of church. Our next time back, um, we still hadn't even met anybody there. We didn't, we didn't know anybody. And Pastor Jonathan got off the stage. They used to meet in a school. So we were in a gymnasium. He got off the stage. He went behind the curtain. And I just grabbed Lewiston. And I ran down the hallway of the school at him. And he was probably like, who is this crazy man throwing a baby at me? I mean, Lewiston was only two months old. And I said, Jonathan, you don't know me. Um, but I said, the doctors have tried everything. And we don't have any other options. I go, I, I need you, I need, I need you to get a hold of God for me because I need a miracle. And he prayed for us and, and the relationship started from that day on. They came and saw Lewiston, um, about two nights before he passed when we were staying at Rotary Flames, 
so that's a hospice in Calgary. Um, and, uh, you know, having some about having the weight of a pastor in your corner, um, when you see such a godly man and such a godly woman, his wife, and they're fighting for you and they're praying for you and they're in your corner, there's just a certain weight that that holds. And, and, um, that, that, that really helped Jessica and I through that dark time. Um, you know, we don't, we don't regret that at all. Um, and, and we love experience. Like I said, we're there every Sunday. We have lots of friends now that have joined. There's amazing community there. Um, and you know, the, 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 that, 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 that's our place. Um, faith has, has had a big, a big part of my journey. Like I said, there's, you know, there's mornings I wake up and I'm just like, come on, man, you got to give me some answers around this one. Cause my faith, my faith meter is getting low, but then there's other times when I'm, I'm on top of the mountain and my faith is full. And I feel like no matter what comes around that corner, I can, I can take it on. I can handle it. Um, so it's, it's an interesting thing. It's a very personalized thing. You know, I think, I think people, uh, you know, they, they, they struggle it. They also thrive through it all through their life. You know, those type of life questions. And, um, it's been, uh, it's been a big part of our journey. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, that's a perfect testament to the right community. That story that you shared, right? It's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Um, you're, you're involved. Sorry. You, you mentioned that you're only about 5% involved in the day to day of, uh, of love for your list. And, but, um, I'm curious because you're, you're, you know, it's a, it's a foundation, um, uh, but the organization is, uh, with, with your wife. Um, yeah. and I imagine, you know, I'm always curious as to the relationship when it's a home dynamic and then it's a work dynamic and when do you shut on, when you shut off, how do you guys manage that? <laughs> um, I don't know, manage is the right word. <laughs> No, it's, it's good. I mean, you know, I, I think we, we both know our strengths. We both know our weaknesses. We both know, um, when we need to show up and, and when we, we don't have the capacity to, um, Jessica has, has, um, talents and strengths that I, that I don't have. She, there's, there's just things that, um, that she just does so naturally and so amazing when it comes to having people rally around her when it comes to getting people on board, when it comes to networking, when it comes to, um, um, how to close the gap on a goal. She's also amazing at when she has a goal, she sees what it is, where she is. She, she has the tool book on, on how to close that gap and how to get there. She has an amazing vision. And, you know, a, a lot of those things I just mentioned, I, I, I know that I just necessarily don't, I'm just not as strong in those areas as she is. So, but one thing I can do is I can make an amazing dinner and I can do dishes and I can read bedtime stories and I can vacuum. I can get the lines in the carpet and I can light candles. So, you know, if I get home and she's like, Ronnie, I got to put like three, four hours into the foundation tonight. You know, I know that that's a cue for, okay, like my household tonight, I'm on, I'm ready to go. It helps when I know what I'm walking into. So where me and Jessica really struggled for a few years was after Lewis had passed and, and she kind of had the vision of a foundation, but it wasn't on paper. Um, I felt like a lot of times I was walking into scenarios and I always felt caught off guard 
And when I felt caught off guard, I felt vulnerable and I felt unbalanced. And we know what happens when I'm unbalanced. I'm not my best. I can't show up. So for those, for those first couple of years, I'd get home from work at 5.30 and there'd be a family room full of women like brainstorming on a chalkboard. And I'm walking into that and Swayze's sitting there and I don't know what's for dinner and I don't know what's going on and, it, and, it, and it's just chaos. Jeff just thrives off that. So it's taken me some time to learn that she thrives off that. It's taken her some time to learn that if we have good communication and we allow Ronnie to be somewhat like expecting, expecting what's around the corner, being prepared for it, um, that we just, we just work better together. So now we've kind of implemented that on Sundays. It's like, you know, this is, this is what Jess is working on this week. This is what Ronnie's working on this week. And let's try not to get Ronnie blindsided too much. Cause if Ronnie knows what he's walking into, Ronnie can show up better. Um, and, and, and we can work, we can work better together, but back to your question, how do you, how do you manage through that? I mean, both having small businesses, Jess has her own like three or four small businesses and she's got the foundation. And then, you know, I'm working with 98 food co, um, you know, we just have to be conscious of ensuring that communication is flowing. We have to make sure that communication is strong, um, that we're both being vulnerable with each other. And again, trying to put those boundaries in place to say, I know you really wanted to do this thing Tuesday night. I'm burnt out. Is there any way you can reschedule it for Friday night or another, another night during the week? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, as far as the foundation goes, you know, and that, and that time split, I know, I know where I can show up in other ways. You know, I have a truck, I can deliver things. I can pick things up from storage. I can set things up. Um, I can take care of the family. I can, I can do all those other little things. Other roles that I play with the foundation is, um, um, I collect all of the applications every quarter. So how we do our funding, because there's so many requests and they're also unique is we collect all of the applications for a quarter. I gather them all. And what I'll do is I'll phone all the applicants, make sure that I totally understand their ask. And then I'll put together a review for the board so that when it comes to the end of the quarter, when it's time to approve funding, it's a little bit more streamlined and a little bit more efficient. Cause you can imagine in the early days, we didn't know what we were doing. So we would sit down at the end of a quarter and there'd be a stack of applications that we would go through each one as a whole team. The meeting would take five hours and we wouldn't even decide some nights. And it was just like banging your head against the wall. So now I've tried to streamline that. I kind of give like an, an overview and I give my recommendations. And then that way we can kind of streamline it, approve as much as we can. Obviously, sometimes we just don't have enough funds to approve everybody. You know, some quarters, the ask is $50,000. Sometimes the ask is 150000 And sometimes we only bring in maybe 70000 so it's like, you know, how do you make it so that it's the most fair? So, um, that, that's one role I play, um, kind of on a, on an ongoing basis. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you know, the events, the, the, I mean, those are our big, our, our big events of the year, right? We have Lewiston's birthday, which is huge. Uh, we have ride the roof in Calgary at the Marriott. Um, we have the golf tournament. And then obviously Jess has a lot of medium to, to smaller size events throughout the year that she kind of manages. Um, but so far we're, we're keeping together. Jess's original goal was to run this, run this thing till Lewiston's 18th birthday. Uh, he turned seven this year. So 
Maybe it's going to go another 11 years. Maybe it's going to go another 50 years. You know, I've, I've told Jessica, you, you, you can stop now and you, you don't have to feel any guilt. You, you can, you can hang it up now and you've, you've, you've given what you can give. And, you know, she still has juice in her tank. She still has a vision and she still is, is plowing forward with it. We have an amazing board. Um, I feel like Jess and I, we both know we have weaknesses. So we've really tried to put people on the board uh, that have strengths that we don't. So very strong accounting, um, strong, you know, strong leadership, strong marketing, um, you know, some, some of these other aspects that, that Jess and I, A, we might just don't have the capacity for, and we don't have the, the expertise for. So we have an amazing board. Um, and I feel like there's, there's people in place that have really made the foundation, uh, blossom and, and continue rolling the way it is. I remember mentioning to somebody this year, um, at the birthday, I was like, I can't, like, I looked around and I'm like, I cannot believe people are still coming to these. Like I, I would have thought, I'll be honest with you. We go to a lot of charity events, but I don't know that there's one charity where I go to two to three events for that charity for seven straight years. And there's people in Calgary that have done that. And it blows me away. Like the community behind that, I am just in shock in year seven that you, we still see the same faces buying tickets on the first day, showing up and, and bringing their best. And it's just such a blessing. And it's, and it's been during some of those hard nights when it's like, I feel maxed. If you can picture them, it just lights your fire back up and you're ready to go for, for another round. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating because, you know, you have what probably more than a full-time job, you know, doing the night food co side of things, but then you get home, you get home and then you continue on for the organization or sorry for the foundation. Um, and I'm sure you experience this all the time, but moments that just like make you, make you tear up and, you know, want to keep going. But if like, if you're to identify, you know, the single reason as to what fulfills you and what keeps you going back and, and allocating the time to, to continue the working on the foundation side of things, what would that be? Well, I, I, one thing that's really helped is, is, is the, um, is the success and the momentum and the encouragement from the, the medical community and, and how far, um, the medical community has come since Lewiston was diagnosed. I mean, you guys know, you know, the story, um, that, you know, when, when he was born, there was no treatments in Canada. And, and now today with, with treatments, there's no cure, but there's treatments that, you know, when, when we can get this treatment into babies on week one, rather than allowing that disease to, to take control of their body, um, they're hidden milestones. You know, I think you were at our last event where, you know, we mentioned that, you know, one of these kids was downhill skiing. I mean, Lewiston couldn't even breathe on his own uh, at the age of six months, never mind downhill ski at the age of three or four. So that's huge, right? Like if, if we hadn't been, if we hadn't been seeing any results, I could see us getting frustrated. Um, and, and I do feel for people that are, are pounding that trail. There's a lot of diseases in the world. There's a lot of charities in the world. There's a lot of heartache in the world. And there's probably been people that have been at it for years, way longer than we have. And they're, and they're not seeing that momentum and they still get up every day and they still show up and they still do what they can to make a difference. Um, but a, a big thing for me personally has been seeing, seeing the results and seeing how, 
you know, we're, we're actually impacting, impacting a lot of people's lives. And, and even, even with some of the things that other people might think are small, like a new attachment to a wheelchair that might, might for, for the, for the average person who, who, who doesn't live with that every day, they don't know how important that is. Right. And that, that piece, it's, you know, it's probably not covered by the government and it's an extra, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars that maybe that family, I mean, think of the hardship that they've already been through. Um, you know, if we can say, we'll, we'll buy that attachment for you. And then seeing that attachment, um, installed and seeing the, the impact that it makes on that person's life. Um, it's very rewarding. I, I, it's, it's amazing, rewarding work. Um, you know, my heart goes out to everyone that's been in that world, their whole careers. Um, you know, Jess and I have only been at it now for seven years, um, or six and a half. And, and, uh, you know, that, that's totally something that drives us. And, and Jess, Jess has always tried to be the voice for people that don't have a voice. And she takes that very serious. That's a huge calling on her life. And, um, I think through love for Lewiston, she's, she's really found her calling and, and she's really been able to show up for people that need, need a little bit of help to be able to show up for themselves. And, and she's been a catalyst of that. So seeing the results, seeing the community, being on that mountaintop, like I said, at the golf tournament, at the birthday, holding a cake in my speedo while people are screaming, um, like, what more would you want? I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. There, there's no high. Trust me, I've tried all the other highs. There's no high like that. Um, you know, com- coming down from that is, is just amazing. And um, that's, that's certainly, certainly has, has, has fueled us. Yeah. Throughout all these different things that you do, um, you know, success, speaking to success, success is a moving target, right? It, yeah. it changes every day, every week, whatever your goals are at the time. Um, do you have, I'm sure you have many, but if, can you identify kind of that North Star? What, is, what does success look like to you? It's probably not the answer you're looking for, but for, for me, you know, if, if my, if my kids were to ask me this, I would say where, where I am today in my life, my answer would be success to me looks like being fully healed and, and loving yourself through and through like a hundred percent. Um, you know, when, 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 when I look at all the other aspects of life, um, for, for me to look in the mirror and say, you know, you're fully healed from, from life's traumas and hardships and things that just ripped out your heart. You're, you, you, you work so hard and you're fully healed from that. And that you, that I can look in the mirror and say, Ronnie, like I 100% love you. I 100% love myself. I feel like when I get to that day, that's going to feel like success to me. Now, probably, probably not the answer you're looking for. Um, but where, where the stage I'm at in my life right now and what I know, um, if my kids, if my kids come to me someday and say, dad, you know, I'm fully healed and I fully love myself because I know that as soon as you're in that place where you can springboard from there and what you can accomplish from there, um, there's just no stopping. There's just, there's just no stopping you. You know, there's always going to be goals, but if you can springboard from, from, from that place, there's no goal that's, that's not achievable. Amazing. What's next? What's next for you? What's next for the organization? What's next for 98 Food Co? Where's the foundation? I apologize. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, with 98 Food Co, I would say um, 
you know, we, we, we still have a long way to grow. I, I just ran into somebody last weekend and they've lived in Calgary almost their whole lives. They lived here for like 35 years and they were kind of asking what I did. And, uh, I go and, 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 you know, mentioning, you know, what I do and the brands that we have. And I mentioned DeVille coffee and they go, Oh, wh where's DeVille coffee? What's DeVille coffee? And in my mind, I'm going like, we got like 15 of them in the city. Like there's, they're, they're, and, and they're not just all downtown. We got them in every quadrant. So that makes me believe like we still have a lot of growth. You know, people are always asking me, you're going to go to Toronto. You're going to go to Montreal. You're going down to the States. And you know, there's still so much growth in Western Canada for us. Um, right now we're in Alberta, BC. One of our brands, Chachi's is in Winnipeg. We have two locations there. Um, but there's still a lot of growth here. And, and we see that, we see that runway. Um, we see the momentum. We see how passionate a lot of our customers are about, um, our brands. And we want to just continue to, to, to bring those brands to, to more and more people. Um, you know, obviously, and, and with DeVille, I mean, it's not just a coffee shop. This is where people now since COVID, this is their new office. They hang out there for eight hours a day. They bring their friends, they bring their meetings. It's a big part of their life. Um, and then the flip side of that is another really rewarding part of my job is when we can help somebody that's always wanted to be a business owner, um, we can, we can close that gap for them. We have the system, we have it built. It's like partner with us, come on board with us. We're going to save you a lot of time a lot of mistakes, a lot of headache, and probably some financial woes partner with us. We have a system that's ready to go. It's a brand that you can feel proud about and like, you know, let's go, let's, let's, let's help you reach your dreams. For those of just to, sorry to butt in for those of the, uh, you know, the viewers that don't understand how a franchise system works, can you just kind of give a brief overview? Yeah. So, so we're the, we're the corporate office. Um, essentially, essentially how it works is, um, you know, we, we, uh, we find the real estate, um, we have our pipeline of franchisees and essentially what we're doing is we're kind of marrying the two together and we are in fact selling a, a, a business system to somebody to help them kind of run their own business or run their own franchise and take away a, a certain level of risk. Right. It's, it's kind of tried. It's true. It's been proven. Um, we kind of have an a, a equation in our office that, that, in, that kind of goes like this. It's, it's, um, operations plus customer service plus circumstance equals your results or equals your success. So if you kind of, you know, pick that apart operations, we've built the operations. We have the playbook. We have the, the brand Bible, if you will, if you follow these operations, that's one part of the equation. Second part is your customer service. You got to have good customer service. Customer service will sell you anything. Um, you know, just the other day, just came home with a, with a battery organizer. You put batteries in like a, in this organizer. Like if, if something works, people, people will sell it. If somebody has good customer service and is a good salesman, they can sell you anything. Cause I would never buy something like that, but it just goes to show sales is huge. So customer service. Um, that's a huge part of the equation. And then the third one, circumstance. So when you look at circumstance, you know, what's going on around your store? Did you open up in a, in a vibrant community? Did you open up in a good economy? Um, when it's COVID, you might have amazing customer service and amazing operations, but if your mall shut down, you don't have, you don't have success. You don't have any sales, right? So you kind of take those three, you add them together. And that kind of gives you a springboard as to, you know, what your results going to be. So 
essentially what we're doing is we're, you know, trying to help somebody put those three together and, and create a successful business with them. Um, so, so when we look at our brands, um, like I said, you know, I, I, we, we still see, um, you know, a huge runway that, you know, in Western Canada here to continue to grow, continue to bring our, our brands to more people and, and don't waver, always bring the, the, you know, the highest quality. I think most people that have been to some of our brands, they know that, you know, they're not the cheapest. We're not the cheapest option in a food court. We're not the cheapest cafe, but what we really try to pride ourselves on is, is, you know, that highest quality. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of always been our, our anchor at the office is, you know, only do it if it's, if it's the best quality, best foot forward that we can bring through the product. Um, and that's what we've tried to accomplish. So 98 food co wise, um, you know, I think there's still, uh, a, a lot of room to grow amazing momentum since, since COVID has been done now. Um, you know, obviously, especially in Calgary, Vancouver, uh, the economies are, are starting to, to bustle. I know there's, uh, you know, word of recession around the corner, but you know, th- th- with every recession, there's opportunity. And, uh, even through COVID, there was a lot of opportunity. If you sat back and actually looked for it, there was amazing real estate that was available. There was lower lease rates. Uh, we acquired a new brand that we probably wouldn't have been able to acquire if it wasn't during COVID. Um, so no matter what economy or situation you're in, there's always opportunity. You just got to have a positive mindset and you got to wake up every morning and go, we're going to make the best of today. So that's the 98 Food Co. side, um, you know, love for Lewiston side. Like I said, Jess's goal originally was go to that 18th birthday. Um, so we still got a long way to go. I think the place that we're in right now, um, as far as the size that we are, um, we're content with. Um, for those first few years, we weren't raising enough. We wanted to raise more. We wanted to raise more. Now we've kind of got to a, a, a place of, you know, raising 500 to 600,000 a year. We think that that's our sweet spot call it a boutique you know, charity, if you will. But we know that if we can consistently raise that amount of money, we should be able to fund 90% of the applications and needs that are coming in. Um, so where we're at with that, I, I think we're in a good place. And, um, you know, for me, for me personally, um, you know, continuing to work on my, my professional development, continuing to parent and, and coach my kids, um, and and continue to build a strong relationship with Jess. I know that that's the relationship that uh, I'm going to be in the longest. So, you know, they always say, you know, you know, water, water, water where you want the where you want the grass to be the greenest. Um, don't spread yourself too thin. You know, focus on those things that matter most to you. Prioritize, and uh, you know, it's all in the it's all in the mundane small steps every day. We always want that big you know, catastrophic leap that launches our careers or launches our life or launches our health. But, you know, it's so, so scientifically proven that the small decisions every single day, even though they might seem boring, even though they might seem small, just make the, make more right decisions per day, the wrong decisions. And you're going to continue on the path that you want to be on and, and you're going to get there eventually. And so that's what I'm believing in and having faith in. And, and so far it's going good. Right on. Yeah, we were talking a little bit off camera now before we started about uh, intent or sorry, not intentionality, but instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it goes back to everything that you do that you've mentioned throughout your, our time together today, which is you know the list making on Sunday evenings or the intentionality with your time. And yeah, is it e- is it easy to do? Yeah, but it's also hard to do, 
right? It's easy not to do, right? Like su- Sunday night, you know, you just had a weekend. You might you you might want to throw on Sunday night football, or you want to watch your Netflix show, or you want to do this or that. Like it's it's really easy to to plan out your week, but it's also really easy not to do it. You can easily just say, "I'll do it next Sunday," or "I'll start the next week," or "I'm going to start next month." If you just just do the small things, you'll finally really start seeing momentum start to happen. And me and Jess have, have really seen that both in our own careers. We've seen that with the foundation. We've seen that with our relationship. We've seen that with our health. Um, you know, just 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 those small right decisions and you you really start getting that compounding, that snowball rolling. And um, it's not exciting. It's not glamorous. But the hope is, is you're going to wake up 10 years later and look back and go, wow, we did make it that far. It didn't feel like it because we were just going like this the whole time. You know, there wasn't just one big leap. It was those small things. And, and that's something that Jess and I are, are trying to um, focus on and, and, and accomplish. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to uh, plug or touch on that we might not have had a chance to? to no, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we touched on, touched on a lot of points there. Um, I think you guys do amazing work. Obviously, you guys know how how uh, thankful we are when you guys are at our events. You bring them to life, and um, we're so happy that we've partnered with you, and uh, we're very excited on this new venture that you guys have, and um, we're happy that we could um, help support it and, and be involved in it, and we're we're very thankful. No, I appreciate it. They, one of the biggest things that we're uh, we're all about with this project is is vulnerability, you know, yeah. and, and just being open to having real conversations um and you know you, you never really know who, who's going to resonate with the things you said today so right. i appreciate your vulnerability i appreciate you being open to discussing these things that you might not you know every day so thank, thank you absolutely right on man appreciate it yeah thank you